That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks. Kaiser from the Seneca Podcast here. This week, big news from SubChina and the Seneca Podcast Network. We are proud to be adding a new member to the family. Today, I'd like to introduce to you Middle Earth and its new host, Aladin Faré, a Parisian documentary filmmaker and editor. This show aims to provide insiders' perspectives on China's cultural industry, the world's second largest. When discussing topics concerning China and the world, politics and economics have tended to take the lion's share of media coverage. Middle Earth hopes to reclaim some of that conversation and inform listeners about the arts in China and the industry behind them. We love this show, and we are sure you will too. So welcome aboard, Aladin, and on to the show. Hi everyone, and welcome to Middle Earth, your source for insight into China cultural industry. I'm your host, Aladdin Faré, and this show is a member of the Seneca Network from SubChina. Actually, if you want more news about China, current affairs, technology, social issues, or business, you're invited to take a look at what the other podcasts are doing at subchina.com. China has only 55% of internet penetration, but almost every of its users are using a smartphone. Therefore, a lot of content, I mean video, news, silly applications to make you look beautiful, are created every day. And just as of this month of recording, October 2019, ByteDance, the Chinese company owning news aggregator Toutiao and short video app Douyin, or TikTok, known in the West, is now the most valuable startup in the world. It is valued more than Uber or Baidu. So as I work on television projects most of the year, I wanted to talk to those who create articles, funny video, and news on the Chinese internet. How do you make a living by creating online content? And how do they find followers? Is there a big competition? And as usual, at the end of the recording, we will ask a few questions to see who is the most knowledgeable among our guests. And those people are Herman. After many years in marketing, culture, data analyst, and publishing, you started by accident your Wang Hong career. So you are a famous on the internet career, by sharing a few years ago on Weibo your frustration over the difficulties of dating. And the internet picked up on that. Since then, you write articles on WeChat about all kinds of relationships, identity issues, and pop culture. And the best part, you can pay your rent thanks to the writing. And you have around 200,000 followers on all those platforms. Hello, everyone. My name is Arman, and thanks for having me here. Ben Johnson, you come from Australia and you work for Mesa Education. And in order to attract students for your class, uh, I assume you're also giving class. Yeah, sometimes oh, as well. Sometimes as well. So when you're not giving class, you are also writing in Chinese with your colleagues, small sketches on Douyin or TikTok. The 3 million followers on all platforms can now learn English tips and now more about culture difference. And last not least, Tang Yiqing, um, you founded three years ago the company and app uh, Juze 
Jude Jule, uh, yeah, please don't laugh at yeah. my accent, <laughs> that, that delivers article, video, and even a gift section of a really young, beautiful men that I have no idea who they are. And all of this is focused for a 16, 25-year-old woman. And you have a merely 30 million fans on uh, every platform. And the reason, dear listeners, you might hear some uh, background noise is because we are in the Yiching office, which is really lovely, uh, around the fifth ring of Beijing. Thank you. And this episode is the first of a two-part series on how internet is changing content creation in China. As you understood, we are today with content creators who are basically inventing their own job. And next month, we will go on the other side of the fence by talking with those working in advertisement. But first, let's get back to the creators. Well, so thank you all of you for coming. Obviously, all of you, you decided to go where the people, the Chinese people and the consumer are, internet. And I'm just wondering, all of you have been working on that for at least a year. Uh, can you tell me how hard was it to wrench your current situation, to find fans, to find followers, to have people following you? Was it also hard? Maybe you had a lot of competition. So I will start. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Arman. Actually, I don't think it's really hard for me because I didn't really want to do this career. It's not become very clear to me until I already have a lot of fans on internet. Because as Aladdin introduced me, about three years ago, I had a huge crush on a guy. and But at that time, I'm in the States and he's in China. And so I cannot... Uh, I cannot fulfill my my desire for love, and so I write a lot of short articles online, and then that a lot of people read those articles and they feel for me, and so they're my first group of followers, and at that time I didn't think of purely doing those online writing for career. I still do job huntings. I do some marketing works, publishing works, and even uh, statistic like as a data analyst. But after I keep publishing articles online and I have more and more followers and right now some uh, advertisers, they find me, they reach me and they say I can help them to sell their products online and then they will, they pay me. So after receive those business very uh, time to time and I found actually I can earn more from this job, from my uh, actual job. And so I decided to probably I can do this professionally. I can focus more on this and I can write more and probably to build my own brand. So I quit my uh, official job and to uh, seriously doing this career. The advertiser, when they contact you, do they want to, so that you put a basic banner ads on your WeChat article or do, you, do they ask you to write articles about some kind of product that you're going to shine a really good light on it? I would split advertisement into into two types. One is the uh, very direct type, like the whole article is an advertisement. And the other type is like the soft advertisement. And basically you write about your own articles and then you put uh, some you know information about products at the end of the article. So I usually do the, the second type. Yeah, for me, it was kind of interesting the way I got into it as well. Just uh, so I started doing this part time when I was doing I was actually working in tourism here in Beijing. And uh, my friend basically told me about, hey, there's this person that's trying to use foreigners for advertising for this English teaching place. And they're doing it through doing. We were like, what the hell is doing? So we went on it. And then with a few videos, like we were just kind of copying some of the stuff that people were putting on. And then overnight, 
I had one video that went off on my personal account and I had millions of views overnight and we were like, what is this thing? And then we found out when we started doing videos with the actual company that there weren't many foreigners who speak fluent Mandarin actually on the platform as well. So there was like a massive niche and the guy who's now my boss, um, he saw this and was like, we're going to capitalize on this. And so we had a goal of getting to a million fans by September. And by September, we had already over 2 million just on Douyin. And then with the, we're also on Show and Huashan and all these other platforms. We've got up to 3 million when we thought we would only be at one and there was one weekend where we got 140,000 fans in 12 hours because we had one video go off. And just seeing how that happens, it's kind of hard to comment to say if it's difficult or not because so much of it was so random, like things that we thought were great ideas. Some of them didn't take off. And then we'd do something really basic that we thought, oh, you know, we don't really find this funny. It just exploded because of how Doing works and how they have the human element that pushes certain videos and it's not like a computer generated sequence like you have with YouTube or Reddit or um, things in the West. So for us, uh, I'd say like there is competition out there, but if you like become a personality early on, like people will, it just goes off. So it can be, as, as you said, Oman as well, like it's kind of easy sometimes to get really famous on Chinese social media. Uh, for me, I worked uh, I worked for a traditional magazine before. I worked for Harp's Bazaar for uh, several years. And uh, I uh, have uh, traveled to LA to study new media industry in uh, USC four years ago. And uh, uh, when I studied there, I, I watched uh, all kinds of new media influencer on YouTube. And uh, the people doing uh, very interesting uh, videos on YouTube. So I want to start the uh, same thing in China. Because uh, four years ago, uh, nothing, no people do the same thing here. So when I uh, traveled to my uh, hometown, I found some uh, investor. So uh, five years ago, I have the first company by myself. But that one is belong to uh, the very big group. After one year, I I do my own startup. It's Juzuyle. A lot of famous uh, VC found me and give me some uh, investment. So I found very uh, some uh, smart guy. At first, they they write the article on uh, WeChat. Then the first year, uh, we set up uh, the apps to publish our articles. Uh, in the fourth year, we publish uh, 100 articles every day. Uh, yeah, I know it's uh, huge. Uh, and second year, the uh, short video, it's like um, very growing very fast, like Miao uh, Pai. I found some uh, good guys to take sh- uh, short videos about uh, interview the movie star and uh, take the fashion shooting uh, for the movie star. So uh, the second year, we do a lot of short short video. Uh, last year, we uh, find some fresh uh, platform. We publish uh, different different videos on Douyin and Weishi, and we have a different like Juzi Yule, Juzi Movie, Juzi Beauty, Juzi Function, uh, different accounts on different platforms. So as you, you're producing a lot of content now, I have two small questions. The first one is four years ago when you start going to see VC and you tell them, okay, we're going to do a startup about media. No one has ever done that, but please give us money. 
Are they really thinking you're going to make money in the future? Are they really trustful into this? And the second question is, you're doing a lot of content every day, but then how do you make money out of that? In the first year, we don't have money. We don't earn money because VC give, give me a lot. I mean, because <laughs> yeah, uh, in my first company, we uh, published very successful uh, videos like uh, and my first uh, WeChat account, uh, very successful, earned uh, 30 million uh, RMB um, for the advertisement. So, uh, I mean, uh, the first company is very uh, successful but belong to the Uh, trans group. So uh, when the VC found me, uh, they give money to do the startup. Because uh, that year is very uh, special timing for doing a uh, new thing. It's not the best time to earn money. I mean, my team, my group, we focused on doing the content. Uh, in the fourth year, we, we refused all the advertisements. Because <laughs> the fourth year, you know, Yeah, so much thing to do. You you should uh, do the apps and uh, write uh, 100 article for one day. So all the people crazy, you know, at that time. Uh, we uh, have to fund my office, fund this office, uh, to uh, think about uh, what kind of article will be popular at that time. So uh, we uh, spend all the time for creative things, not earn money. Last year. We do the serious uh, commercial thing. You know, I do a startup. Is uh, I have to uh, spend a lot of time to find the people, to find which kind of program which, uh, would be popular and uh, uh, maybe earn money. So so much thing to do. But last year, yeah, we the first time to first year to uh, do advertisement. Um, actually, I have some questions for you. Uh, so first, uh, yeah, please do my job. <laughs> oh, sorry, Alex. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So first, uh, you said um, in first two years you refused old advertisement because you received a lot of money from VCs, and so you just want to create very interesting uh, content. So I really want to know what what types of content you create, and also you said you uh, you need to publish 100 articles. On different platforms every day, right? Because I know for WeChat, you can only probably publish four or five articles yep. a day. Yeah. So 100 is very is a is a huge number. So how many platforms you're publishing your content on? Uh, we have our own apps. It means we have own uh, platform. So 100 article about uh, interview. Uh, and uh, some entertainment news, and uh, some uh, beauty article, some article about uh, beauty makeup, about fashion, and about uh, very special uh, young people's story. So first, we publish articles on our apps, and then we have a team uh, to uh, publish the articles on different uh, platform. The first platform is. Hotel. Uh, another important uh, platform is Tangxun. So uh, people doing the different things on different platform. So at the beginning, you just wanted to have a lot of fans. Yeah. And not bother with advertisement. And then a couple of years down the road, then you can start capitalizing on all, on all your fans and start putting advertisement. Yeah. In the beginning, I mean, do a start of new media. I think the the content is the most important thing, right? And the fans is the second thing. And then 
you can have a lot of advertisement. If I spend too much time to find the advertisement in the beginning, maybe the team don't have the time to to think about the creative thing. You know, yeah. This question, I guess, will just be for the two of you. As you start at the beginning, so you put free content online, a video article, and you don't bring advertisement. But at the moment you start doing it, does some of your fans start complaining like, oh, come on, this is not the old way of you doing media. Like, uh, we don't like your soft ads. We don't like uh, seeing media uh, ad banner. Uh, do people start complaining and do you lose fans or... Are they forgiving and they don't care and they understand you have to make a living? We actually, we had this problem actually where, because we, we did a very similar thing to you where we were uh, getting fans first and then because all the people that were coming to us with advertising deals were saying, okay, we'll give you this much based on how many fans you have. So we we're waiting till we got more and more and more and then we could go back and say, hey, look, we have this many, give us this. And they'd say, okay. And then the first time we did an advertisement and we put it on Doing, it was really blatant and I don't think we did it that well. But people, all the comments kind of slammed us a bit and were like, oh, I thought this was good until I saw it was an advertisement. And they were kind of a bit like they felt tricked or something. What was um, the advertisement? Uh, it was for GoGo Kid. It's I don't want to even pull it up. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't lose any fans though. But we just got some nasty comments and stuff basically saying, oh, you're sellouts and things like that. But they were uh, most people, I think, were pretty understanding. Yeah, but you didn't lose fan and then no, people yeah. kept liking your next video. So I yeah. think uh, just a few haters. Right? Yeah, there's always going to be haters on the internet. And I also faced this, uh, the same situation. So when I start to um, to receive the advertisement and to put out uh, the introduction of the products, and so some of I also received some nasty comments. But um, actually, I think I will split my followers into also into two types. Uh, one type is really loyal fans, and they will just uh, no no matter what you post, they will keep liking it and keep commenting on that and the other type is just a random fans and those random fans is my attitude for to them is if you come okay you're just a welcome here but if you would like to go you would like to leave it's 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 your own business and I really want to keep my uh, loyal fans and to know about them, like what they like and why, why, uh, what kind of content really they like about me. But for those random fans, I would just uh, leave them alone. And also, uh, right now, when I start to receive more and more advertisement, uh, those loyalty fans, they're they really they're really nice. They're really sweet. They're like, oh, Armani, you're receiving more and more advertisement. It's congratulations. We're so happy for you. And please, you you can be more famous. You, you will be more and more popular, and you will be more and more expensive. And we're just so <laughs> so happy for you. Please keep doing that. And they even say if if only you receive ad advertisement and you can write more articles, well, that's that's just good. Uh, for us, because uh, we, we publish so many articles and videos every day, so, so advertisement uh, for us is very normal. And because we are media, we are not uh, self-media, so that's not a problem for us because uh, all my fans, they, they, they know it's, uh, the media thing and advertisement is very normal. So, but for us, we we should uh, put the advertisement makes the content very softly. Uh, the same thing, cause uh, for example, we do the uh, advertisement for 
making up, uh, branding. We put those things to the celebrate. We uh, ask them to use it to show it for the fans. It uh, seems very soft. Uh, they use use it, that kind of thing to show for the fans. The fans uh, like this kind of way. So, yeah, it's okay for us. Was it hard because at the beginning you have lots of um, your brand is on many platform, and mm-hmm. then one day you go to make a full app where people suddenly they have to download the app. There's another app to download in your phone. Do you know what is the majority of the people? Where do they watch your content? Is it still on WeChat and Weibo? Or do you have lots of people downloading your app and are, you, are they using it? Do you think basically doing an app was a good strategical move? Okay, it's uh, first, if you do self-media, uh, don't do apps. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very difficult. And I mean, for us, uh, it's very necessary for, because four years ago, you know, I, I have to do a startup because a lot of people, uh, the VC uh, want to see the uh, growing. Uh, so that, at that time, it's very necessary. But now, it's the second year, we publish the short video on Weibo, on Miaopai. We don't really own the apps, our own apps, because uh, we spend a lot of money on uh, get the user for the apps. And uh, sometimes, I think, some, uh, some money waste. But uh, at that time, yeah, it's very, it was necessary. But I mean... For the second year, third year, we publish all the content on social platform. And now we most of the advertisement published on social platform, not on our apps. But because we, uh, we, we are media, we have to have my own apps. Is it a face question? Not face. It's like... Uh, for example, we have uh, we do a lot of uh, cooperation with movies, very big movies. They want to see the uh, how to say the typing. Oh, the, so, so when you open an app yeah. and then there was an advertisement, yeah, like uh, about two or three seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, sometimes they want to like or uh, different articles about one thing. Uh, the apps is important for our. Uh, formal media but i mean for self media not necessary and sometimes for the uh vc yeah <laughs> yeah to make them happy yeah cause uh they think uh yeah you are media right and not self media this sometimes different yeah what you just said is a perfect transition for my next question which was over the time when you were making content like you started doing something and then you realize, uh, why did we waste so much time uh, doing this? And then you refocused on something maybe a little bit more uh, specific. Apps. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, um, our team spent uh, too much time on apps in the beginning. Uh, if that year we do more things on uh, WeChat, it uh, will be more uh, successful. Yeah. Actually, I think my attitude is a little bit ambivalent. So it's really about which way you're going to go. Because for like a self-media entrepreneur, you have different futures you can choose. One way is to go the business way, like Yi Qing is doing now. So basically... Yeah, yeah but she has uh, 100 employees and you are uh, working no, no, no. by yourself. So. No, uh, 
I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Uh, because I know a lot of self-media uh, writers, and some of them, they decide just to keep writing, and some of them, they decide to, okay, uh, they don't want just the writing. They want to uh, cooperate with the advertisement. They want to do more business things. So they want to focus on how to sell products. I know a girl, her name's Chu Weiwei. I don't know, you know about her, right? Chu Weiwei. And she is very, very young. She's like only 23 year, years old, but she also owns a company. Originally, she also write about her own articles, but then she figured out what she wants to do is not to express her own feelings, but to sell goods in a more efficient way. So she decided to make the WeChat Plus form more commercial and make it like just to tell people how to buy things and you know there are uh, there are so many so many special days in China and the companies they will sell things for example like the double double eleven like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so they basically they're doing this stuff and my other self media uh, friends some of them they want to just uh, doing the personal brand so they keep just working as their own. So I think the waste, like which which way is like your waste of time, is really depends on which way you choose. Like if you choose to become a very like business model, and you just keep expressing your own feelings, that's really a waste of time. You need to spend this time to you know know more ad- advertisement and to do more cooperations. But if you focus on okay, I want people to know me. I want to become a strong influencer. I want to become more and more famous. Then probably you need to focus on content, like to do a very personal content and to make people uh, remember you. So uh, I think it, re- it really depends which way you choose. You're not really answering my question. If you To come back to what you've done and your decision, do you think that there is a moment when you thought, I should have been more commercial or I should have wrote more content or maybe I should have hired someone to help me expand my brand? Or do you think so far, so far so good? So far so good. Well, okay. I think for us, we only really realized like how much time we were wasting when we saw how many views we were getting from our successful videos so when we first started running the company uh doing channel it was like the aim was basically to use doing to put up english teaching videos because we saw a couple of those on doing and they were getting a lot of hits they were getting a lot of likes so we started doing really basic things like i go to the movies and teaching people things like this and one or two of them took off and we're like okay and then we looked at what was out there on Western social media, like from uh, like Mama Hoo Hoo, you know them, and like some of the cultural difference videos they do. And we were like, well, come on, guys. Like we experience this stuff every day in China. What's something really funny that we could put out? So we put a few of our ideas on there and they exploded. And then when we looked back on it after a month of doing cultural difference videos, we were like, what were we even doing in the beginning? Like we're looking at like these English teaching videos and like how unprofessional it was that we were doing it, but they were still getting likes at the time. So we were like, oh, we're not wasting our time. But then when we saw what the potential was for it, like hindsight is twenty twenty when you look back on it. But I think everything we're doing, it's, it's all a learning experience when you go and see how people react in social media. Hi. Hello. Um, I, I, uh, money. M- money? Uh, 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 change. Oh, you want to change money? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. How do you like the money? Oh, I like it very much. What? 
。刚才说的 ，How do you like the money？ 就是你要挣钱还是零钱的意思，不是说。That was one of Ben's、uh, Douyin video. I actually took this one because,、uh, first of all, it's funny because you have a cultural difference、mm. and an English class,、yeah. and it has also fifty-one thousand likes. Some of your videos, the one thing that I realize on, and not just you,、mm. many Douyin、uh, people, you can have videos that have a few. Likes and other that just explode on the internet. So for you, it can range from around three thousand to one hundred thousand. I think we have some that have over ten million likes. Okay. Actually, yeah.、Uh, but then what's funny is that when we look at your、uh, channel, then you can have like the one video that has ten million likes,、yep. and the video after has just like a few thousand. Um. So it's based、uh, kind of on the content, but this is also the tricky thing with doing. So the way it's so different to media platforms in the West is that. Uh, Chinese social media platforms can hire people so cheaply that they can have a human element that selects which videos get pushed and not. So, this is the most difficult thing in Chinese social media because whereas in the West it's up to basically a computer that will do it, but in China, an actual person will look at it and go,、mm, "This is funny," or they put their own opinion in on it. With a lot of our videos, the way we can explain the differences, we have some people that follow us just for the purpose of learning English. So when we put up an English teaching video, those people will watch it and they might go like, or they might like it just if it's funny or something. So what you can't, so what our users can't see is how many views each video gets, and that will determine how many likes it gets. But how many views it gets depends on the human element in doing and whether they push it or not.、Yeah. And so. This for us sometimes we cannot explain it. It's so difficult to find out, like if it's topical or something like that. Maybe the person who watches the video doesn't find it funny. We might have put in like a couple of hours into writing this script or something, and they just say no.、Nah. <laughs> or we say something that is. We've had a few videos that have gone off before, and then they've turned around and gone, "Oh, actually, we think that's inappropriate." Under the guidelines, and then they've taken it off, and we're like, "Oh God!" For like, example,、um, just really basic things. There was one where we didn't realize we weren't allowed to do it, and I think the person who, at Doing didn't realize at first either. But I was wearing like a school kids outfit, and I had the 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 Honglingjing, the red scarf, and they came back to us and after the next day, and they were like, "No, if you're an adult or a foreigner, you can't wear the Honglingjing." And we're like, "Okay." And we've done others before where we've used、uh, money, and because there's the law in China, and we didn't mean to even do this at all.、Um, I had one on my personal account that got taken off about how you eat when you get paid, and so on the first day it was like, yeah, like cooking money in a fry pan, and then the next day was just eating like the palmi and the inst- instant noodles, but it got taken off. Because I was, I had it because it has a、uh, Mao Zedong on the money, and it was in a fry pan, so that was seen as offensive, and they took it down, and they said you violated the terms of use, and I was like, oh.、Uh, yeah, you should have.、Uh, I forgot the name of the company and the Japanese、uh, porn star, but the one、uh, <laughs> Chinese company.、Uh, I will put this in the show notes. But one、uh, Chinese company, they hired a Japanese porn star to make an event, and they made her wear the red scarf. Of the kids, and of course, that did not go well、uh, That's really, for them. That's really funny, though. I think、uh, it's not just about politics; it's about business. Cause、uh, Douyin and Jinri Tao Tiao, the traffic, like Liu Liang traffic,、uh, in. 
抖音 and 今日头条 are controlled by the company, not by the uh the people who on the platform. So it it depends. Uh. Douyin push 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 the content or not content. There are some some things like uh how many comments maybe in a short time, or uh how many likes. It it depends some uh 算法算法 It depends on how it's counted. Yeah, a big yeah. a big thing for us is how many people share the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shares yeah. is one of the biggest yeah, things that yeah. is the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful video. Yeah, the counting way uh of Douyin is very special. Uh, sometimes um, our content maybe is very uh popular uh star grow very fast in one minute, but sometimes. If Douyin don't push it, yeah, <laughs> very different. I think not only Douyin is doing this. Douyin, Toutiao, and Bilibili, like all these、yeah. video platforms, they are doing the same things. And so basically, if you、uh, produce the video content, that's kind of different from、um, the the WeChat and Weibo platforms because it's it's really based on what the the editors like. Then they will have the editors pick and they will push, like so that kind of is really random. Mm. Yeah. Also, because you you do see sometimes if you watch Doing quite a lot and you follow some people, sometimes you will see a video come up every now and then. You're like, wow, this is really inappropriate. Or like they'll be swearing, or there'll be something to do with that that's against the uh, the uh, restrictions, like sex or drugs or something like that in it. And you'll be like, how is this on here? And you're like, ah.、Oh, Okay, so the people at Doing haven't obviously seen this yet, and then if you look at it in five minutes, it'll be shut down. But I have seen some videos, and I still like them. And the songs they use, it's clear that the people in Doing, because the people in these videos have been speaking in English or Russian or something, but they're still saying really bad things. But because they can't understand it, they don't cancel the content. So some of these things are really funny. I've seen kids,、uh, like small children, dancing in videos to certain songs that are really, really inappropriate for children to dance to, <laughs> like mentioning certain things. And while it is funny, it's yeah, it's interesting how the censor at Doing doesn't pick up on some of these things and. It's it just makes it even more confusing about how to get videos out there sometimes or what is allowed and not allowed because you just don't know who's going to look at the video or have the decision to push it. Now to talk about something, just the dirty tricks. Like, did any of you bought followers? Did you any of you、uh, use the Wumao army, the water army, to put comments, or do you think that sometimes you've been attacked by people to put bad comments on you? Uh, no, I don't think so because it's very easy to、uh, differentiate those like water comment because those water comment they just copy paste the same things again and again, and so、uh, if you really really buy those things and that will make your own page really、um, really nasty they, because even they、um, say good things they will just、uh, copy and paste the same good things and that's really just、uh, not look good. And none of you felt the need of buying followers? No. Not yet. If、uh, the advertisement need more people to watch the commercial、uh, videos, we can buy the Fenstong on Weibo. It's very. What's that? Fenstong is a commercial thing on Weibo. It helps to reach more people for the. So the reach, the reach. Okay, so on Weibo you can promote promote your video、uh, so that more people can watch it. Yeah,、It's、very yeah. cheap as well. Yeah. You can set the amount of people that you want it to reach, and they guarantee that within twenty four hours or twelve hours. That so if you pay, I think 
if you want like say 2000 views on a video, it's maybe like 15 renminbi and within 12 hours you can have guaranteed that many people look at it. Yeah. They don't necessarily engage with it, but they see it. Yeah, so for my own uh content, I never do that, but if I do an advertisement and those people like the PR, they will pay for the Weibo and they will like buy and to make sure a lot of people they can watch it. They can watch the content. So you don't even need to buy followers. All you need to do is have a budget so that your advertisement will reach more people. Yeah. Yes. Douyin, Douyin need the same thing. I yeah. I, I think And it's the same on uh, Western social media as well. So on Facebook, if you've ever put if you ever put ads on there, you can actually do targeted advertising based on demographics. And so you select an age range or where people are living in the world, and they'll just push it out there. And then when you get the banners on the side, and on Chinese social media, it's the exact same. They'll do it based on the details that you've put into your account, whether you're male or female, or your age or. Yeah. Yeah, and yet at the same time on Facebook we have many pages with uh, fake followers. Yeah, but it's um, because like there is like an algorithm and stuff in there. If you are getting a lot of fake followers, especially I know on Western social media accounts, when they they can go through and every now and then they find out uh, the people that are putting out these fake followers, and they will cull all the fake followers and so you could go from having a hundred thousand followers to twenty thousand overnight if you found out that everyone is a robot and chinese social media it's a bit harder to do this because they've had so many people try and do it in the past that if you do it then you get punished for having fake followers and stuff especially on things like doing who tried to have fake followers on social media Chinese social media. I, I'm not asking yeah, yeah. you name, but it's like a companies or. A uh, they, they've, I've had them approach me on Doing. They send me messages and they'll be like, "Hey, do you want to get fifty thousand extra fans?" <laughs> and you're like, "I have no idea who this person is." And they said, "If you just pay them an amount, you'll get that many people that follow you." And I don't know exactly how it works. I didn't use it. But you think it's risky? Yeah. Why? Because then you will get blocked for having zombie fan. Well, because uh, I think every now and then the doing people will find the zombie fan accounts and they'll just get rid of them. And I think uh, this it happened it happened a while ago to someone I know where they had fake followers. Like it's, it, it happens on uh, Instagram as well, where they basically the algorithm like went okay, this person's not active, or they follow how the the bot or the robot works inside the app, and then they can find it and then basically do a mass deletion and you lose. And that would look actually quite bad on your account if you went and dropped a quarter of your fans at one time. Because I basically use Weibo, and even there is no punishment policy on on fake fake fans. But still, if if you look into a profile and they have, uh, say, a million uh, a million fans, but basically if you look at the comment and the the number of the comment, the repost and the likes is really low, and you will mm. know that the the fans are just a fake. Yeah. I think uh, the people who sit here today, uh, uh, they all can uh, create creative the very uh, good content. So for the content, it's very free way to to get the fans. I mean, no need to. Buy. Yeah, if you have good content, you don't yeah, need to yeah, fake yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Content is the most powerful thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was just thinking that maybe if one day you go to see a VC, or if one day you need to um, to advertise. Or you need to convince a PR agency or an advertiser to invest in your channel, then you would they would ask you to have at least one million followers on Weibo, something like that. But if that's not the case, well, then good for you. <laughs> and uh, what you just said, uh, Yiching, about the um, 
about uh, make good content that's actually my last question usually there is always uh, this question of uh, yeah what if people want to do uh, the same thing as you do what advice would you tell them well I'm, I'm just asking this question for me because I'm this humble podcaster I'm trying to do con good content and uh, what would be the advice that you would give me and optionally to the audience about how to reach a more uh, more audience or maybe the thing not to do on online content I think Or a big thing in China as like a foreigner, like on one of these accounts, one thing that we really have to take into account when we're especially doing cultural difference videos, for example, is how are people going to react to this? Are they going to find it as funny as we do? Are people going to find it offensive? Because something that we might find funny or someone in our company who might find, find it funny, there might be 800,000 people out there that will absolutely hate the video and we'll get absolutely slammed or you know we'll end up in some kind of article on the internet somewhere with a horde of people trying to hunt us down because we said something that was slightly offensive to China even though we didn't mean it at all because one of our things because we are foreigners we will often make fun of our home country but we cannot make fun of China in any way because we might make fun of like certain little things that Chinese people do but if it's seen as offensive in China even if the video is appropriate for the platform, that basically destroys your social media career. And it can happen overnight. They'll be like, oh, this person said this regarding China and Japan or something. Or even I, I have one video where um, I talk about which, because people often ask me like, which language do you think is more difficult, Chinese or Japanese? And because I studied Japanese for 14 years, I was said, oh, I think Japanese is more difficult. And I didn't even think like, is this even a good thing to have your language more difficult? Like it doesn't, I was like, like I'm basing this on the grammar. Like, yes, Chinese characters are definitely harder, but the comments that came back from it were really like, how dare you say this? And I was like, I don't even understand where this mindset is. And Quite a few people were really unhappy that I said it, and I, so had, I had arguments about whether if English or Chinese was the most difficult oh, language. I hate this question so much. It's, but yeah, it's it's that's basically you need to really judge how people are going to react, and so you need to make it sometimes so neutral in a way that it actually really takes the the kind of punchline of the joke away sometimes. Uh, so my advice would be um, a lot of people, if they want to do some media or self-media, the first thing they do, they usually just uh, focus on the market. They will say, okay, what market likes, what market dislikes. But I say don't focus on market uh, in rush, but focus on yourself. What you, uh, What's your personality and what's your what you can bring because actually right now the Chinese market is, is really huge so the mass audience is just a is fictional it doesn't exist but the, the true things is everyone can have your own niche market even the niche market is just a for example like the one percent of of the whole Chinese population it, it's still huge the number is still huge so if you really want to stand out on the internet you really need to be yourself you don't even to be like very edgy or uh very different you can just uh, be a uh, just uh, be yourself and you can just uh, have a dv have a video about your your daily life and people would like to watch it so before you think about market think about yourself my advice is uh telling a story in fun, funny way but the information should be useful i mean 
I like your video. It's like you tell the story in very funny way, but the information not just talking joke. It's very useful for people.、Uh, we use this principle in all our content,、uh, not article,、uh, short video, or other program. We all use this、uh, principle in all the content. Well, thank you for all、uh, those advice. I hope that then I will be、uh, have a million、uh, follower on Weibo that I didn't bought、uh, in the next year. Okay. okay, now we move on to the really last part of the show, my favorite. First question: Per day, how many hours do Chinese adults spend on the internet? Ben,、uh, six. No. Yijing, ten. Not ten、uh, per day, not per week. Yeah, ten. For、uh, us, yeah. No, okay. Let, let's say、uh, for. Per- <laughs> I would say for personal consumption, not for your work, of of course. Erman five. Ben two. Okay, well that that was really embarrassing. I can see that none of you are、uh, doing a、uh, really good research. Okay,、uh, in 2018, Chinese Chinese adult will spend two hours and 39 minutes a day on average、uh, on their mobile device or on the internet.、Uh, just. Yeah, Sorry, I, like I, don't so that. That. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And like commute, right? Yeah, I think people lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's uh, CNBC uh, who said it, so maybe they're wrong. And two hours and thirty-two minutes watching TV. Okay, second question: Who has the biggest account on Weibo? Yijing, Xie Na. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Xiena, the queen of Weibo, she's born in '81, and like many Chinese stars, she does a bit of everything. She's a singer, an actress, a book author, a TV show host, and an actress. And、uh, she became famous after hosting the show Happy Camp on one of the most views show on TV. Last question: Which app could be now called the Chinese zombie social media? Ben, Douyin. No, I mean, which Chinese app is completely is such a total loser? It's like the MySpace of China. Yijing, Amazon, Erman, QQ. Okay, well, none of you got this right. For me, then maybe you will tell me I'm wrong. But for me, it's Ren Ren. Oh, oh. You're, you're right. You're right.、Oh, damn it, guys. So I'm right, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, and all of you. Yeah, you're like too far away from、uh, such diaosa.、Uh, <laughs> I just want to add the last question. That was the Thai question, just in case. In the West, we talk about rage comics. You know, this is、uh, some kind of meme, like、uh, some kind of daily life situation where、uh, people are complaining about their life. What would be in Chinese the name of the Chinese version? Erman, 暴走漫画 Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of a yeah tie break for everyone. You all of you got a point. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And on those good words,、uh, we're gonna wrap up this show. So thank all of you for coming, and thank you, dear listeners, for sticking until the end credits. This show was produced and written by Aladdin. Co-produced by Kaiser. Music by Sean. Designed by Brendan. A big thanks to May and Zoe who helped us find today's guest. All the reference that we talked about will be posted on the description of the podcast. In order to receive all latest news, you can look for us on your favorite social media platform at Middle Earth Podcast. You can also subscribe on this show on iTunes, Simalaya, or Teachers. Don't hesitate to recommend, like, critique, or share this episode as we love to get something back, good or bad. Middle Earth is an HPV production. Have a nice day. Bye bye.